Hello and welcome to the You Matter to Christ podcast. Many of our listeners and guests call this podcast an experience because throughout the variety of extraordinary people we have on the show, you'll hear stories of overcoming trauma, hitting record-breaking business goals, people forgiving the unforgivable, and yes, even miracles that will shock and inspire you. On this show, you'll hear from professional athletes, entrepreneurs, and everyday people from all walks of life. Discover the profound truth that regardless of your background or circumstances, you matter deeply to the creator of the universe. You were made for a purpose, and you matter to Christ. Get ready for inspiring stories, personal testimonies, and uplifting messages that remind us of the unchanging love and grace available to all. And remember this, you matter to Christ. Hey everybody, Chad Burmeister, and I am your host of the Living a Better Story podcast. And today I've got a guest with me from just north of Chicago, I believe at Lake Berry, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or thereabouts. So Paul Juhas um, has a, a history with in technology uh, with IBM in the early days. He graduated from Illinois State University. Um, he has experience with State Farm, Citibank, and has been a consultant uh, on his own for the last several years. So, Paul, I'm excited to have you on the show today. And um, man, let's dig in. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Chad. Thanks for your time. I uh, appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'm up here in Lake Barrington or the Barrington area. Barrington. Okay. Yeah. Got thank it. you. As opposed to Barry, we had we have to add the Barrington part to that. So there you go. <laughs> uh, tell us tell us about this lake. Is it a big lake or how 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 many miles does it go? Actually, it, it, it's a, it, it was a man-made lake. Um, okay. So it's, oh, I would say about a quarter mile to a half mile long and um, beautiful lake. Um, and yet, um, and there's a number of homes and condos and, and, and such on the, on the lake, as well as a golf course on the other side of the lake. Um, so, uh, so yeah, beautiful area. Outstanding. And um, well, thanks for being here today. I, I like to get our audience to kind of get to know who you are by going back. A lot of a lot of our tell of who we are starts when we're a kid. So, you know, at, at the end of the day, we're kind of all just big kids playing in a sandbox, right? We may feel like we grow up, but at times we still have those think, you know, we're wired in a certain way from the time we're born. Um, so I, I'm curious when you were six, seven, eight, you know, first memories, what, what was your passion, if you will, or what did you love to do when you woke up in the morning? What was your thing? Yeah. Uh, you know, I lived in a neighborhood where, um, we had, I had boys and girls all around me that were almost my same age. So, uh, I loved to, well, we, we, so you mentioned playing in the sandbox, right? Uh, we, I used to have a sandbox, used to love doing that in the summer, but you can't do that every day, right? Uh, yeah, that gets a little Illinois, sometimes and your knees. Yeah, right. In, in Illinois, it gets frozen, right? That sand <laughs> gets frozen. Um, so, uh, 
but uh, playing baseball or playing sports, playing team sports with my neighbors and my friends and uh, that were in my neighborhood, um, whether it was at school, I mean, basketball, baseball, um, and, you know, doing those things as, as, a, as a team and as a, you know, it was a lot of fun and uh, we, we had a great time. Um, and that could have morphed into some other things, but mostly those things, baseball, basketball, right? That's cool. So the team, I, I heard you kind of stress the word team, right? The team orientation. And so if you think about connecting the dots between then and now and the kind of work that you've done, how do those two things interrelate, right? Did you learn a lot oh, of that from, yeah. from the team building when you were younger? You know, it, it, I think it laid a foundation for me, Chad, right? Um, and, you know, certainly that was a, a thought that was talked about in school and college when I got my degree. But when you get to the workplace, that's really where it lays got laid down. And because, you know, working with, you know, you would have this idea that a client had a problem and, and you would assemble a team, you would assemble a group of people with talents that's, you know, just like in the neighborhood, you'd bring them together, you'd solve that, you know, you'd get, get a solution out there, you'd run that by the client, right? And then you would just run, you know, you would run with it. And, and that, that's exciting. That was fun. Um, and, you know, we'd walk in there kind of, you know, not knowing each other, but knowing that we had the right people on the field and, uh, fixing, you know, fixing and, or, you know, delivering what they were looking for. And so I had, I have I had a knack for that, right. I've had a knack of assembling the right people. And, um, and I, I, I was taught well, right. Um, from some of those experiences, either in the neighborhood or, um, you know, in my early days and, you know, being a developer, developer myself. Wow. So, well, yeah. my son's going into uh, computer sciences and computer engineering at the School of Mines in Colorado. So, mm. uh, you know, it's it's interesting to see the new generation and some of the things they're doing around artificial intelligence is, you know, I have another podcast that I do called AI for Sales, and I've had about 100 people on the podcast. Just this morning, oh. I talked to someone who's this co-founder and CTO of a company for 20 years. They're doing avatars that can speak and you wouldn't know if you're talking to a person or an avatar. And so they even wow. do brand mascots for big companies that you would have heard of. And you might think that person is a real human, but they're actually an AI powered bot. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just looking at it going, what do you think is going to happen in the next couple of years? He goes, well, we're about a year away from when you will not even be able to tell the difference that it's a person or not. Yeah. <laughs> so times they are a changing. Hey, uh, hey Chad, are you, are, are you a person? Are you a real person out <laughs> exactly. there? Exactly. Well, how could I prove it to you? Um, <laughs> if I drink, a, how about if I drink some, some real. Yeah. Liquor? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's right. So no, it's, um, it's, it's exciting and, and, and scary a little bit because to me, the, the question, the biggest question is around ethics and which law of the land are you deciding to follow? Is it man's law that kind of gets it wrong all the time? Or is it a law that's built upon something that's a little more firm, firm than that? 
and and that's really the as i see ai get rolled out and make decisions whoever programs the ai is going to exacerbate whatever opinion they have about what's right and wrong and i just hope and pray that that there's a new position called chief ethics officer who can look at it and say no no that's right that's wrong because if it's left up to us humans we we get it wrong more than we get it right i'm afraid <laughs> yeah yeah that's a that's a really good point i mean um ethics is touching everything um that we we operate in today and um so you know we we need we need some different maybe some different guidelines right and that's what i'm hearing you say right yeah, right, is right a some, lot of some smart new... people to look at it right and and come up with some smart answers around the ethical side so so the um the part of the podcast that is usually interesting for me is this question and it's and only share what you're comfortable sharing, but we all go through something in life that's tough. You might be going through it right now. Uh, and sharing that with other people helps them to understand that, hey, if you put one foot in front of the other, good things end up happening, right? There's always, I mean, there's songs about it, right? There was a play, Annie, I think, had to play about this, right? Um, what what's something you're comfortable sharing that's just a tough time that uh, that you you know that's that's something that you got through or or getting through? Well, good question, Chad. I mean, I've been through some really tough things. I think we all have in our life, right? Um, and um, and those have made me stronger. I can see that from looking back at them. However, right now, um, you know. Uh, being, you know, maybe of a certain age, right. And also the time that we're in right now, um, you know, I'm looking for, I'm looking for some full-time, a full-time job, right. Um, I'm not done yet. I think I have a long runway. I have a lot of capabilities of great experiences and, and also I continue to learn and I want to continue to learn. And I've, you know, so, um, so that's, that's my, challenge right now i have man i have i've had job coaches i've had i've networked i've uh you know go to meetups um i've you know applied for different jobs i tweak my resume for every position man i'm i, I don't know if there's somebody that could be more hungry and more determined than i am right chad um and and i say that humbly because you know i'm out here just trying to knock it down. And, you know, so I have twin 14 year olds, you know, that I'm trying to set an example for. And um, so I, again, I believe I have a lot to offer and, um, but it's, you know, it, it's hard. I, I don't, and it's hard to get good feedback, mm. right? Because you want right. good feedback from people, but I think organizations, companies, individuals, they might be afraid. they you know, might get sued, sure, whatever legal right? suits that they face, they're more likely to just say, well, it just wasn't a fit. And they just leave it at that versus, hey, here's specifically what we're looking for. And here's where the gap was. And that helps you determine where to go and where not to go. So yeah, yeah that's, that's one of those policies, I think, where the chief ethics officer becomes an important piece of the equation. What, um, 
what tactics do you use? Cause you're, you're in the, the zone where your stress, you know, I'm sure your stress levels higher than, than usual. Right. Uh, what tactics do you use to, you know, to know that there's another greener pasture on the other side of all of it? Well, good question, Chad. Um, there's a few. Um, so certainly I, like I, I use a job coach and talk to him, you know, before I'm going in and after I'm coming out. Right. Uh, but, um, and I also have men in my life that know who I am, right. They know who I am. They know who I am. They, they, they know what they see. Uh, they know what I'm doing. Um, they know I'm knocking it. Right. Um, but in the end, it comes back to what's Paul doing for Paul, right? How do I see Paul? And, you know, that's, and, and, and also what is, what does God see in me? Who, who, who am I really in God? Who am I, you know, who is, who is, who, who's inside of me that's working inside of me and knows who I am and who, how I was created and where I was wired up and how I was wired up and who knows every hair on the top of my head. Right. And knows how knows how many are there, even though there's less and less maybe every day. Right. Mm -hmm. But uh, but, you know, so that's where, you know, I know who I am in Christ and um, I know he he gives me strength every day. And um, when I go to look for him, really. Well, that's, you know, my grandfather worked for mobile oil in the HR department. And he met his wife, my grandmother, in South Dakota at, I think it was called Sacconi Vacuum or something like that. And then it got rolled up into mobile. And then he became a, a mid-level executive at mobile. And he was like the best man that you would ever meet, right? Perfect example of Christ's love. And he would do anything for anybody. He went to church every Sunday. He educated my my mom and sister, brother, just an amazing individual. And in the 11th hour when he was, he had Alzheimer's and then, you know, this was probably passed 10 years ago or something like that. And I remember in the final days, he just asked the question because he was kind of in and out of reality a little. And he just came in reality one day and he looked me in the eye and and he looked at the group of five of us. Was I a good person? And we're just like, oh yeah, you were, (laughs) you know, like the best person on planet earth. And so it was, it was cool to see, you know, someone who, you know, is the most amazing person ever. They did everything they possibly could within their being. And then, and, you know, and, and has that question at the, at the end. And, um, but it was, a, it was a neat experience. Just, you know, did I do everything I could do? And so that example of him in that moment, asking that now has caused me to kind of say, okay, look, if I'm at halfway point through the 18 holes of life, what am I going to do on the back nine, right? How do I make sure that I take what grandpa's lesson was and help share that with everybody else in the world? Um, so, so that's really why Living a Better Story became about. We just launched an app or it's launching. It'll be available any day called 77 Prey. And it's, it's mm. a, it, you know, in the world of busyness, we can often forget the things we need to do to stay on target. So I did an app mm-hmm. called 75 hard. That's a mental toughness app. 
and you mm. work out twice a day for 45 minutes, you drink a gallon of water a day, you don't drink any alcohol for 75 days. Like it's a, it's a reg regimen, right? And at day 75, 12, 31, 2020, I was in great shape again. My mind was good, but it didn't, it lacked the spirituality component. Yeah. So I came out with 77 prey as a tug saying, Hey, you gotta, you gotta up this in the game a little bit, right? Let's, let's show people what happens when they pray in the morning, when they read a Bible verse every day, and it just pops up on your phone, right? A little text reminder. Mm -hmm. And then you act and you, you text somebody and say, Hey, check out this app. I've been doing this for a week. It's really cool. Or post it on Facebook. And then you pray again at night. And then you follow what's amazing to me is when you start getting the visions at night and you're like, Oh, I hadn't thought about that one. Right. They come mm. to you and it just feels to me like the Holy spirit. It's just there when you open yourself up to it. So that's, yeah. I'm happy to hear you say you've got Christ inside and leading you on the path. Have you tried the daily ritual of, you know, just go back to back to back to back to back asking for what's yeah. your will for the rest of my life. Right. I'm sure you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, I do, I, I do. And, um, am I, there are days of Chad that I do get distracted. Yep. Yeah. That I do go off on that and go and, and I, I'll own that. I own that. Um, I do catch myself and say, well, wait a minute, you know, just take a moment for myself and for, you know, to recheck who, who that is. Um, I'm finding myself doing that every evening, uh, as I lay my head down to the pillow saying, thank you, God, I see you. Um, I love you. And, uh, it, it does make a big difference, um, in how I enter my sleep. Uh, and it does make a difference when I do that every day, mm. um, at the beginning of the day. A so, friend of mine, um, John Guyton went to see you. He played uh, for the buffs and he lives in the Dallas area. And after I went through a rough period where my company just cratered for a quarter, um, I, I felt what he shared. And he said, he said, yeah, there's a, there's this fake alien named Zertog and he visits me at night. And, mm. and he's like, he's a shitty basketball player. <laughs> he talks trash to me and he says, Hey, John, you know, your hair's not right. You know, this group of people that don't look like you, that you're speaking yeah. in front of today, they're not going to take you and accept you as you are. And so he's had to learn that the Zertog fictional character is there and he can actually have a conversation with them and say, shut the heck up, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And his, his one, he gives about 15 things you can do to solve for Zertog. But one of those is he called it yabba dabba do. And it was, you know, yeah, but you don't understand. I've applied 10 times last week. Yeah, but this, yeah, but that. And so he's like, okay, yeah, but yeah, but do. Right. And if you, just do the next little thing, like being on a podcast like this one or whatever it is and following the thread there, you know, the bottom line is all of us are one of one, right? We're a fingerprint We're a, there's only one snowflake that will ever be. And then it goes away, you know, and then that was the only yes. one snowflake of that kind ever. And so there's a, there's a position that someone would pay a lot of money for help with. And it's, knowing that that you know having the faith that that will occur 
is, yeah. is half the battle and doing something every day to move, you know, just, just one foot in front of the other. Yes. So yes. that's, yeah. that's cool. Thanks for sharing because I know, you know, in these crazy times with COVID and everything else, I just found out today, my neighbor actually passed away last night from COVID complication. Wow. And I walk out every week when I take the trash out, he says hi to me. He's a car guy. And I'm just like, whoa, you know, that close to home. And then I, and then you have to realize I can, I still have a heart. I have lungs. I can talk. I can speak. I can move forward. I live in America. Like, you know, that's, that's the bottom line. And as, as tough as it gets, we, we had a neighbor in Colorado who, you know, was a multi multi-millionaire. My parents lived in a nice neighborhood and then 2007 hit. And so talk about being upside down. He went negative 20 million. <laughs> and the rest of us look at like, well, but I got this credit card bill for 34,000. He's like, yeah, just wait till you get a negative 20 million land. <laughs> and it's all perspective, you know, what, yeah. what we face as humanity. Um, so that's, that's right. That's right. I, uh, I like the yabba dabba do next thing, you know, cause you, if you get stuck there, right. You got to find that next thing to go do. Right. And, and also my friends can help me there. Uh, what's one more thing you can do. Right. And you know, what's, you know, can you go take a walk? Can you do something for yourself? Right. Um, and, or can you, like you mentioned, can you pray, right? Maybe some people like to go outside and pray, right? Um, so, uh, can, or can you reach out to a trusted friend that, that knows you, that will accept you no matter where you're at, right? That's right. Um, and, um, you know, and it's, you're, you're right, especially during these times of, you know, you know, being locked up, you know, not being able to see the people or be hold on to the people that we love the most, you know, that we love. And yet we we've been told, Hey, don't, don't, don't uh, shake hands. Don't give hugs. Don't like, yeah. Whoa, wait a yeah. minute. That's, that's no, that's uh, I feel okay. Do you feel okay? Okay, right. great. Let's, I'm willing to take the hug boom. risk. Yeah, that's right. Um, well, that's interesting because I think, so my business is called scalex.ai and we do LinkedIn outreach. So when my uncle was looking for a job and he was uh, accountant collections, in fact, he heads collections departments. And so that job can sometimes be automated or changed or, you know, Hey, we want the 25 year old instead of the, you know, instead of my uncle age level. And so we did an outreach campaign through email and LinkedIn and, you know, and got him in front of a lot of different places. I'm doing the same thing right now for a, a college grad from Denver University. And we create what's called a virtual assistant. So I have this virtual assistant that says, hey, I'm representing Paul. Here's a link to his profile. Would you like me to make an introduction? And it runs at a clip of 5,200 a day. And it's, it, we own the technology. So it doesn't cost us a whole lot of money to click the go button and get you in front of thousands of people instead of dozens. So I think your prayer could be answered because I'm happy to set that up for you <laughs> and just click go. Let's get you in front of employers in your region and even remotely, right? It's a virtual world we live in. A lot That's of times you think and myopically like, well, I need to work, you know, five blocks from my house. Not anymore. <laughs> you know, we can go out to the whole universe. 
Yeah, we've we've made we've made remote working acceptable um, in these times, even though I know for a while, I mean, since the early 2000s, you know, I was working remotely. Right. And it, it did. You know, we were on conference calls as needed. But now we got, you know, now you I mean, I mean, I, I don't even know where you're at. You're I think you're in Colorado. Right. But and, you know, but you could be anywhere. Right. right. We could be, could we could be both on one be of these anywhere. little planets up here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for that matter. <laughs> are you in the, are you on the space station, right, Chad? Right. See right. that really bright one right there? That's yeah. Right. Me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, that's, Absolutely. That's so, Absolutely. Yeah, I, and that's, you know, I'd love to be able to provide some support for you there. Um, no doubt. So thinking about if three years from now, your kids are 17, uh, your twins are the boys or girls. One of each, actually. One I got lucky. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I have a boy and a girl, too. They were a year and a half apart. So, And uh-huh. they used to, some people would think they were twins when they were younger because they were so close and both blonde mm-hmm. toeheads. Um, so <laughs> thinking three years out, they're 17 and you're, you're back on the podcast in three years and you go, Chad, this was amazing. You wouldn't believe what happened. What would you tell me, you know, looking back on the last three years, three years from now? Yeah, somebody, you know, somebody saw something in me, you know, somebody believed in me. Um, and I believed in them. Right, because really, it gets right down to that, right. And we connected. Um, and that as you know, as a I, I, I believe everybody has everybody has a caring and concerned heart for people in our world. I, I think there's a very small minority, very, very, very small minority that, you know, are on the other end of that, right? But I, I believe there's a really good population that wants, maybe they don't even know this is, this is going on in our world, right? So they want to help. They want to help. And um, I, I believe there's, comp- so I guess in three years, we would see that, hey, you know, we're all happy. Um our world is moving forward in a really great way. Um, and I'm also able to maybe give back in some other way, right, Chad, to somebody else, right? So um, what do you call that, right? Uh, where you're able to give back and, uh, you, you know. Pay it forward, feed in, I think, is the term. Pay it forward. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. I, yeah. I, I knew where I was going, but I just didn't have the words. Um, so, but yet, yeah, that's that's way I would be able to do that, right? Just hear somebody on this podcast again, Chad, in the three years and say, oh, wow, I was there too. And boom, can we help more than, can we help somebody else? Wow. Well, I'll tell you the other thing that comes to mind, we're going to be doing Living a Better Story chapters. And so the concept of Living a Better Story, uh, Robert White has founded three or four mindset companies because there's a great magician, Harry Houdini, who I actually have a signed card from him that says, the, my brain is the key that sets me free. Mm. And it's like, here's a master magician who could be 50 feet underwater and get out of the chains, right? And be in a, you know, be up 50 feet in the air and get out before it comes crashing to the ground. And he realized like the brain is the key. So the living a better story exercises, it's called complete your past. So we all carry something from when we're younger, whether we remember it or not, Mm -hmm. and whether it was real or not, it could be made up, right? That was what was happening to me was made up because my dad never says, well, I love you overtly. 
because he grew up in the Midwest and it's just not something you do. So I always had the question, huh? Why isn't dad at my soccer games? Why doesn't he say, you know, and I carried that for a lot of years. So complete your past, tell the truth about your current reality and then live a better story. And so we're going to be doing these. We do, we've done one a quarter and we're planning to do one regionally and open up chapters. So something that comes to mind is we should do a chapter meeting of living a better story in your region drive a group of people of 25, 30, 50 people to come out and say, Hey, come experience living a better mm. story for two hours. That becomes a mm. networking group in your area where you get to have other people that come together as a community and all share stories of, Hey, this is what's going on in my life. This is what's going on in my life and recognize that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Right. And that we are all unique individuals. So I'd love to talk to you about putting one of those on and having Robert actually come out. He's graduated a million people from his classes. Wow. John Denver was one of his students and John Denver wrote wow. a song about the experience with Robert and his class uh, years ago called wow. the gift you are. And, it, and hmm. it's right in line with everything we've been talking about. Cause John thought he was just a musician. He's like, Hey, that's what I am. That's what I do. And he realized by going through this living a better story at the time it was called something else. He realized he's a dad, he's a son, he's a brother. Like he's, he's a lot more than just an artist, you know, that's, that's not who he is. So. Well, doing that. well, thank goodness, you know, Father's Day was just, just recently. And I can go back to the handwritten notes of my twin 14 year olds. And they can tell me, here's what Paul is. Here's who you are, dad. So, Amen. Yeah. Amen, yeah. brother. Yeah. That's right. And that's yeah. the cool part, right, is that God sees you the same way. Um, I just got an exercise, and I'm going to forward it to you. Pastor Travis from Atlanta talks about grace. And a lot of us mm. chase what we are as a person. And this yeah. whole exercise and lesson is when we start from grace and recognize we are a one of one, and we are a fingerprint. Yeah. And it's it doesn't matter what all the outside thinks of us. It matters what he thinks of us. And certainly your kids are a good reflection of that mirror, right? So, well, and we, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, did, uh, you know, the, and, and it, did the Da Vinci's look back and know what their, what their pieces of work were going to be worth, right? And that's the same thing that I am. I am a Da Vinci. I am my own Da Vinci. I am my own God's masterpiece, uniquely created. You too, right, mm -hmm. Chad? Everyone, every That's individual right. is every a unique, individual. like you said, snowflake. We are one of a uh, that's ever been. Yeah, one and of ever will be, ever been, <laughs> and right. ever will be. So, yeah. um, so yes, absolutely. Amazing. All right. Well, thanks. This is awesome. The last question we've already touched on, but I like to ask it anyway, because it seems to me to be one of the most important. And that is what role does faith play in your life? You know, how would, what would you describe how, what role does faith play? Wow. Um, in action, right. It is, it is, uh, you know, you know, 
continuing in the game, in the, in the process, continuing in the journey, right? Step by step, foot by foot, fate, you know, just continuing in that process um, as if, as if, right? Uh, we are going to have that. Um, so faith uh, is active, is very active. It's reaching out when I need to reach out. It's, uh, you know, having conversations like this, right? Um, with, with somebody else that, that understands, right? Um, and, and also, you know, sharing the real truth with my kids to, so they can see that, hey, it's really active. And these other people are, and the stuff going on is, is very much, but yet we don't, I do not stop. I do not stop. Uh, I may, I may take a small break, it, it, it continues. And, um, and so I can potentially see, you know, where God's going to, where God's going to take me next. Yeah, we need right? rest from time to time. A friend of mine, Deb Brown <laughs> yeah. wrote a book called sell like Jesus. And it's an awesome book for salespeople because Jesus was a good salesperson. It's a little controversial because it's like, well, was he wasn't a salesperson. Yeah. He was the best seller in the history of time. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and she is taking a break right now. And she said, look, when I go to bed at night and I pray and I get these visions, the number 307 came up the other day and she, she looked it up and she's like, holy cow. It's basically saying, this is your time of rest. And so she's like, okay, God, I'm really mm -hmm. ornery and anxious to go back to helping people sell. But if you're telling me to rest, I'm going to rest. And sometimes we go through those seasons, you know, and they might feel like they're months or years or weeks or whatever. But at the end of the day, when you look back and you go, yeah, I needed that quarter or year or whatever it is. It's just, it's God's time that sometimes doesn't map up to yeah. human time. <laughs> you're, so. you're, you're right on. Um, and yeah, sometimes we just got to listen to that. When is that time to stop? And then you're right take a break, take a rest, uh, set things down, right? Take the headphones off, right? That's right. <laughs> uh, That's right. Get out, get out from behind the little white light, right? Yeah, and, that's uh, exactly right. Yeah, right. <laughs> My little white crystal here. That's exactly Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, yeah, this um, amazing conversation, the app's coming out soon. So I'd love to get your feedback on it. There's two pieces that are pretty cool. One is crowdsourcing prayer. So my son had a little accident in February, and it, it's really what caused me to build the app. Um, he was cooking and it caught fire and it blew up in his face, right? He put water on it as a 19-year-old boy would do. So second, third degree burns, face, hands, just terrible experience. Three weeks in the hospital in the burden center. All we could do is pray, right? It's a physical thing. There's mental things we go through, but there's physical things. And it's your son. And you're like, God, I'm asking you for a miracle. I've very rarely, I've never asked for a miracle in my whole life. I'm asking. And so he goes into the surgery, he comes out a week later, they start to take the gauze off. And, and it was like, wow. His nose is healed under his eyes that were third degree healed, right wow. hands healed. And I'm like, miracles really do still happen. And if you can believe seeing, I mean, you know, you're, I feel like you're not supposed to tempt God. And that was one where I was like, I'm sorry to ask God, I'm going to do this. I just need you to do this one time. <laughs> you know? And, and if he can do that. So that's why I put out 77 pray because 
I have 20,000 people on LinkedIn. So I put out a prayer request. Hundreds of people said yes. Not everybody has 20,000 connections on LinkedIn. So this app will, you can put your prayer out, you know, hey, I, I'm prayerful that I, that God puts me in the job that I, that I'm meant for. And, and then you'll be amazed The you know, as, as this app gets stood up, they'll, you'll see when people do it because they'll click the done button. So you go, holy cow, 850 people prayed for me last night. I had the whole United Airlines Pilot Association praying because people know people and, and it worked. And so that's what I'm really optimistic that, you know, I, I don't know how to build an app. I just happen to have someone contact me at the right place, right time team rolled it out and it'll be live within a couple of days. So we'll, we'll plug you into the power of 77 pray very shortly. Well, thanks, Chad. Uh, this is a pleasure, um, you know, getting to go behind the scenes. Um, I'm, I'm curious what's been the most powerful principle or lesson that you've learned in this process, Chad. I mean, I'm sure you've had some really interesting you know, guess, right? The, the and maybe second, it's just for you. The second one that I did, well, there's two big lessons I would say so far in 35 of these. Lesson one was the second interview I did. A undercover detective from New York City who used to bust organized crime. So he goes in as a teenager or maybe early 20s and he's undercover busting, getting into the gangs and busting them up. And so one time he gets the call and they say, hey, there's a robbery or something or a shoot up at the Grand Central Station in New York. So he goes, he's not familiar with how to, what to do, right? When you go in, guns a blazing, how do you handle it? So he, you know, he's like, I didn't stand sideways. I just went in full chest open, boom, boom, two shots to the chest. His partner that he went to help gets killed on the scene. So he's questioning why was I saved? Why was he, why did he live? And so now he's built a company that just helps people become closer to Christ. And the biggest regret that he has, he talked about his three sons. He said, if there's one thing I could change, I would want my three sons to come back to church because the world's changed and there's attendance is not the same as it used to be. So I told him about the vision of 77 pray. It was right when I was still in the early visioning stages of it. And, he, and I said, what if you could bring church to the kids instead of bringing kids to the church? Mm-hmm. He was like, wow, that's powerful. So with virtual these days, there's so much you can do. So that was, that was amazing that that's the number one thing he cares about is that his kids find Christ throughout these interesting times we live in. Um, the second one, let's, let me think about that. There was one other big thought that came to mind. Oh, the second one is that it cuts across the aisle. There is no aisle. There's just God. And, and it's, you can talk to someone in San Francisco, in Boston, in Philadelphia, in Chicago, in, it doesn't matter where they're at. When they know, when they've got a relationship with God, everything else becomes a moot point, right? It's, it just becomes do what you can do for other people, regardless, because they live in their situation and they're faced with stuff that's tough for them. And so don't judge. Let let God be the judge of them. Don't us be the judge of them. And that's the biggest thing is forgive them for they know not what they do. I went through some interesting things earlier this year that I was judged by people. And I was like, 
you don't know me. Like I'm a, I'm a good person. What do you do? What are you talking about? I'm not, it's not in court. It's just the court of public opinion and it's all made up and fake news. And that was frustrating. So, but, but it helped me learn that, Hey, they're just living the life they they're meant to live. And they have the opinions they have and they're, they, it's them. I'm judged by God and no one else. Right. That's right. That's so right. that's, those are the two biggies. Great. Thank questions. you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It's been a pleasure here, Chad. Yeah. Thank really you good talk time. with you, Paul. I've got some follow-up action items to, uh, to, to follow up with you. You know, I, I don't think that these meetings are by chance with people who come on the show and, and I, I think God can move his mighty hand to, to help you progress towards where you're looking to get. So. Yeah, I, uh, I would agree. Uh, Chad, I, you know, did I expect our conversation to go this way? You know, I, I didn't know. I just took a step here, right? I stepped out in faith to say, okay, I, I think this is good stuff. I like what you're talking about. I like where you're going. Um, and people, I, I, well, I'll just say this. I relate to stories a lot better than I do, you know, when I can see that person, hear that person, and I can relate to that in some way, right? One way or another, their story may not be the same, but hey, wow, it that story is very powerful usually, right? And you you can remember it. And um, yeah. so, well, anyways. if my son can make it through, man, second and third degree burns in a three week window, he didn't breathe in, that could have been the end. He didn't open his eyes, that could have lost his eyesight. Like so many worse things could have happened. He fell down, that helped. Like another guy was in the room, he ran out of the room. So a lot of good things happened. And the main question he, or the main statement he had the day after it happened was while he's there and his eyes were swollen shut because it was so swelled. He goes, mom, dad, couldn't even see us hardly. I'm glad this happened to me so that it doesn't have to any, happen to anyone else in our family. Mm. And you're like, high five, amazing kid to have that kind of a statement through that kind of a old? situation. He's How 19, old is he, Chad? 19 years old. That's, that's, that's amazing. Um, and I, I had an experience when I was 21 that was life-threatening myself, Chad. So, oh, wow. um, yeah. Yeah, you, I, you've lived through that stuff. And it's, yeah. it wakes you up and tells oh, you which path to be on, right? <laughs> definitely. It did. It got me, it got me back into church. Um, it made it personal. And um, so um, it's not about so much about church. It was about personal, right. Mm. And about what's going on here and here. Mm. So that's right. Yeah. Amen. Well, Hey, I appreciate you being on the show today, Paul. Fabulous getting to know you. I hope we can meet live. Maybe we'll do a chapter meeting in your region someday and bring together awesome. 30 like-minded people who, um, you know, bring their own stuff to the table yeah. and, and need a need to form a relationship. So thanks for sharing Absolutely. Your story today on this living better story podcast. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the, you matter to Christ podcast. We hope this journey has reminded you of the incredible truth that your life holds immense value and significance to Christ. As you go about your day, may you carry the assurance that no matter what you face, you are deeply cherished and loved. Remember, you matter to Christ. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with others who may benefit from this message. Stay tuned for more transformative episodes where we continue to explore the depth of God's love and grace. Until next time, remember that you are not alone. Christ's love is with you, guiding and strengthening you every step of the way. May your life be filled with hope, purpose, and the knowledge that you matter to Christ.